0: Death, taxes, and the Dallas Stars and Winnipeg Jets playing in overtime this season. On today's show, we will talk about last night's crazy matchup between the Stars and Jets that ended with a Dallas Stars victory in overtime. And then to close out the show, we will talk about tonight's big matchup, also a divisional showdown for the Dallas Stars in Music City against the Predators. All of this coming up on a Thursday edition of Locked On Stars. your team every day i'm your host dane lewis your local expert on all things dallas stars credentialed member of the media coming to you on this thursday february 24th a chilly icy snowy sleety whatever it is uh wherever you are in the world a uh, pretty cold day here in dallas and uh, i certainly hope wherever you are listening and wherever you are today i hope you are safe and warm uh, just crazy times a lot of a lot of crazy and Uh, chaotic things happening in our world right now. So I hope that uh, you, the listener, are safe and well. Uh, And I do appreciate you tuning into today's show uh, to hear uh, a reaction from last night's matchup between the Stars and Jets and then get a little bit of a preview of tonight's matchup between the Stars and the Preds taking place in Nashville. But before we get into all the games, do again want to reemphasize, thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast if you do not do so already. Uh, You can find us wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, Google, or YouTube. Uh, If you like ingesting your podcast in a video format, you can find us there as well. So be sure to hit that like button, subscribe button, follow button, what have you. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business. Talking about last night's win and this win, uh, this game in general for the Stars felt very reminiscent of a game that we might have seen back in the early stages of this season, uh, a game where, you know, the stars come in and, and everything seems either evenly matched on paper or they have the advantage on paper. I think that maybe you put the stars in that category for this game just based on what happened the last time these two teams met up and Jake Ottinger playing out of his mind which he, you know, we'll talk about him in a second. Still doing just fine is number 29 for the Dallas Stars. But this was just one of those weird games where the Stars made a lot of mistakes and they had some tough sequences that they kind of put themselves into, especially in the early going uh, in this matchup with the Jets. Lots of turnovers, 18 total giveaways on the game, but so many turnovers in the offensive zone, neutral zone, and even trying to clear the defensive zone. Just a lot of mistakes in that regard. The Stars didn't really seem to be playing with a lot of intensity, which is a word that gets thrown around a lot with this team often uh, the lack thereof, um, and that was definitely the case in the early going in this game last night. Certainly didn't seem like the Stars were fully engaged. I mean, you, they did just come off a road trip, a road trip that they did well on. I mean, they went two and one, uh, clearly not ideal to lose a game on the final game of that road trip to the worst team in the Western Conference. But nonetheless. Back in the home building, not a 100% crowd because of the inclement weather and the dangerous road conditions, but still uh, seemed to be a pretty good-sized crowd that was making a lot of noise. I mean, I couldn't tell from TV. Still seemed like a a pretty noisy and rowdy, rambunctious Dallas Stars crowd. But uh, the Stars just seemed a little bit slow going. Uh, And again, they, they do that a lot this season, but especially in the earlier stages, they would have these games where they come out really slow, commit a lot of turnovers, and allow the opposition to build a lead, which Winnipeg did. Uh, But thanks to the heroics of Jake Gottinger several other times throughout the first frame, he was able to keep it that way. 1-0 going into the first intermission. And then things kind of started to turn around. They started turning around a little bit after the first Winnipeg Jets goal. Uh, You know, the Stars were getting plenty of looks at the net. but Of course, Connor Hellebuck, a guy that is a fantastic goalie in this league and historically pretty good against the Stars. They were showing his numbers before the game. I think it was like 9-5-3, I believe. So he's still looking for that 10th win against the Dallas Stars in his career, but he's had a pretty good career so far against the guys in green, but the Stars were peppering him early on after they gave up their first goal, just not being able to chink his armor. But then, Denis Gurianov, I think, embodied the night very well for the Dallas Stars, at least offensively. Uh, he didn't score the first goal. Jamie Benn was responsible on a shorthanded goal. Nonetheless, uh, teaming up with Rupe Hintz off of a sloppy play uh, while Winnipeg was on the power play which uh, we have we don't see too many shorthanded goals uh, across the NHL or really even from the Stars but uh still good stuff to see there but then Dennis Curry on off like I said embodying what this team kind of uh went through offensively you know he used his excellent skating ability and his speed to penetrate that you know uh Winnipeg zone I almost said Arizona zone I have the uh, Arizona LA game going right now uh the Kings are up 2-1 right now so uh keeping an eye on that because there's some standing implications there depending on how the pacific division uh shapes out but nonetheless dennis Gurianov setting the stage again using his excellent skating penetrating that winnipeg defensive zone getting a really good look at the net but of course connor hellebuck ready he blocks it but then the stars reload with you know that full top offensive line uh jamie Benn, tyler sagan and dennis garyanoff all crashing into that winnipeg zone at the same time uh, Jamie feeds Tyler on a really nice kind of behind-the-back feed almost, kind of behind-the-play feed. And then Gurionov continues to crash the net. Tyler seeds him, feeds him, uh, and the rest, uh, as they say, is history. It was a beautiful play. He gets rewarded for crashing the net. Again, using his skating and speed, I mean, Winnipeg didn't really see him there. And even if they did, who knows if they had anyone on the ice at the time that could have kept up with the skating ability of Denis Gurionov. So I, for that, he gets my star of the game. Jake Ottinger could easily get it. Uh, but Jake Ottinger has gotten it a lot recently, and I imagine he's going to be getting it several more times throughout the rest of this season. Uh was tweeting a lot about him throughout the game just because he was making some really great saves and keeping Dallas in this game throughout the early going, especially through the first two frames when the offense was pretty lackluster from this star team. But both goalies in general played a fantastic game. I mean, Connor Hellebuck, uh, nothing new there. He was my pick to win the Vesna Trophy this season. Doesn't seem very likely, although my uh, Calder uh, prediction is now finally starting to make a little bit of the cold call finally starting to heat up for the Montreal Canadiens, probably a little bit too little, too late for him. But 36 saves, 39 shots on goal faced for Connor Hellebuck. A good night all around for him. And then Jake Ottinger, only 20 saves on the night. Not as many shots forced by the Winnipeg Jets, uh, but he did give up two goals, but still a pretty good night in the office for Jake Ottinger feeding off that home crowd. We know that he loves to play in front of the the hometown fans here because he didn't really get the full experience last season uh, in his first stint with the NHL club. But now he gets full crowds every time he's at home. And, And I know he feeds off it and he had a good performance last night and made some really big plays down the stretch, had to dig deep in OT and at the end of regulation as well, make some crucial, crucial saves to help keep Dallas in the game. He continues to dazzle. He deserved to be the third star of the week for the NHL last week and, he's continuing to put in that work and show uh, why he is considered uh, a future franchise goalie, hopefully for the Dallas Stars for a long, long time. But this game really came down to which team could make the least amount of mistakes and which team could capitalize on the other team's mistakes. And the Dallas Stars were able to do that. Both teams made several errors in this game. It was a sloppy game. It was another physical game, a lot of bumping and uh, a no call. Jamie Benn clearly gets whacked in the face by a high stick. It was an accidental high stick, but nonetheless, uh, a high stick is a high stick. Of course, the referees don't call it um, because why would they? Um, you know, it's only their job. So why would they do their job? And uh, you know, th- there should be a rule. I, I will throw that in. Uh, whenever something like that happens, uh, that you should be able to go back and be like, "Yeah, we missed that. We need to make that call," uh, because we know this happened last time the Stars played the Jets and Miro Haskin and got whacked and was literally bleeding. Uh, but there was still no call and they told Coach Bonus, oh, yeah, we have to call it in the moment. If we don't call in the moment, it can't get called, uh, which is ridiculous in my mind. So NHL, be better. Um, I know that that can be said for a lot of things that the NHL does or does not do, uh, and it probably won't happen because why would the NHL do anything that makes sense logically, especially when it comes to bettering the game uh, and you know making sure that players can stay somewhat safer or at least whenever they do get whacked in the face by a wild stick that their team can benefit from it. I digress. The Stars able to overcome all that, take advantage of the mistakes Winnipeg made, whether that's turning over the puck while on the power play or just giving them opportunities to score on the odd man rush. And even in overtime, uh, Tyler Sagan making a pretty snappy veteran move to get his own rebound in the air and send that puck over uh, Hellebuck's head for the game winning goal in OT doesn't get too much more thrilling than that. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Jumping back into today's episode of Locked On Stars, your first... Listen of the day your host Dane Lewis here at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter and our show is also on Twitter at locked on the stars. You can give us a follow at both of those places continuing to talk about last night's game uh, between the stars and the Winnipeg Jets and uh, another theme in this game. That's been a theme for the stars over the past several stretches uh, of some of their games has been the power play or rather the lack of a power play presence on the ice whenever the stars have the man advantage. The stars went zero for five on the power play last night. Ten penalty minutes in total for the Jets, including a four-minute 4, uh, four minute penalty for uh, a high sticking call that actually did get called uh, at one point in the game. But, of course, they they missed another one. So, uh, what are you going to do? NHL officiating is bad. It's flawed, and it misses things. But it also gets things right sometimes. Uh, but, nonetheless, the star is not able to capitalize on any of their opportunities. Five power play opportunities is a great amount of opportunities and and any team you know would be glad to have those and a lot of teams would probably take advantage and at least score once on those but not the stars in this game. They are four of 26 on the power play since the all-star break, although they are five and two as a team. Uh, the, you know their win loss record five and two since the all-star break which is good it means they're finding ways to win games and some of those games have been cl- tight and closely contested I mean two of these games overtime wins against the Winnipeg Jets a win against the Nashville Predators a win against the Colorado Avalanche I mean you name it uh, and even a, a shootout win against the Chicago Blackhawks those were the five wins and then a shutout loss to the Avalanche and of course uh, that embarrassing Sunday loss to the Coyotes but in that game a lack of power play opportunities. And even when you do get them not being able to execute, it's just very daunting and very weird. I mean, a 15.4 power play percentage, 20th in the NHL since the All-Star break, just very out of place for the Stars team. They're ninth overall in the season now, uh, at the time of recording this at least, 23.8% on the season as a whole. As a team on the power play are the Dallas Stars, and they typically find themselves at or near the top five, uh, but now they've dropped to almost out of the top 10 Uh, Still a good place to be, relatively, considering that there are 32 teams in the league. But it's just a little bit concerning to see. Uh, And it's one of those things that, you know, the Star Wars were missing at the beginning of the season. Uh, They found it. They kind of, you know, it carried them through that win streak that they had back early in November, December. And even whenever they weren't on the win streak, it was still a consistent part of their game. Uh, But now it seems to have fallen off again, which, you know, I, I guess fitting for, you know, last night's game. Being similar to an early season game for the Stars team. But it just feels like they they are less aggressive. They're not forcing the issue as much. They seem very conservative on the power play, which they need to force the issue more like they've been doing on the penalty kill. Uh, because on the flip side, out of the All-Star break, the Stars' penalty kill has been very, very good. Uh, they did give up a power play goal against Arizona. And... Uh, last night against the Jets, but it was, again, another, it was whenever Jamie Benn got whacked in the face, and so I think the Stars, try, you know, bickering with the referees a little bit, but also thinking, hey, maybe the play should be blown dead because our captain is laying on the ground, uh, you know, having just taken a stick to the face. So, uh, and, of course, that Arizona power play goal going through the skate of Miro Haskin and also a pretty weird sequence as well, but nonetheless, the Stars' penalty kill has been very, very good out of the All-Star break, but the power play seems to have lost its life, so it's almost like it's one thing or another with this Dallas Stars team, which is frustrating because if they could figure out both, I mean, this team takes that next step to being uh, a legit playoff contender and probably, you know, winning some of these games that they probably should be and should not be dropping like the Arizona game. Um, and, you know, it just feels like that maybe the five-on-five five game is almost too much for them to handle. They get a little worn out on the five-on-five five game and then they're using the power play as like a rest period. I don't think that's actually what they're doing, but that's just what it is, what it seems like. Uh, Because they're playing conservative, they're taking their time, maybe making one too many passes on a lot of opportunities. And it's just unsettling to see. And I I think it is something that the Stars will work through uh, because they did it earlier in the season and they found a way to make the power play effective. And it really benefited them, and I, I think this is just one of those things that it happens throughout the season. Your special teams have to adjust, and you know they find a little bit a few kinks in them. Maybe other teams start to figure it out a little bit after watching some game film, or after watching you know playing against the team several times, like Winnipeg has, has like Nashville has, like Colorado has, uh, Chicago even you know a few matchups with them this season. So, I, I and, and you know if it, there's a time for the Stars' power play to get cold, it is now, uh, and not near the end of the season where points in games are very crucial. Uh, whenever the playoff race if it's as tight as it is now i mean those games at the end of the season are going to matter so much because you absolutely have to win those games so i'm sure as the spring continues to unfold the stars will get back on track with the power play they really do need to do it uh, and hopefully with that we'll see some more scoring from the top line because the top line still you know doing top line things getting shots on goal being effective but not really finding the back of the net and not really getting on the score sheet rupe hints getting an assist On that Jamie Benn shorthand goal last night against the Jets. And that's the only guy on the top line that notched any kind of point. Uh, Joe Pavelski did draw a stick to the face that did get called. Uh, And Jason Robertson, lots of shots on goals, but nothing to show for it on the score sheet. So I think with the power play will come more scoring and more points for the top line. Because that's where really where those guys do a lot of their damage is on the man advantage. Uh, I'm not a rapper, though, even though that just rhymed. Bars. Uh, but yeah, I I am excited to see how the power play comes out on the road trip. Um, because I say road trip, they're going to Nashville for one game and then coming back to Dallas for a matchup with Buffalo on Sunday, but against Colorado Avalanche in their building, the power play actually seemed to kick into a little bit of high gear. We saw Joe Pavelski kick things into a high gear. So maybe playing a, a road game against a highly ranked divisional opponent is the key to success right now for the stars power play. And, uh, what better place to get the power play reignited again than in your most heated rivals building uh, with their fans there. Um, I think that would be really, really cool, and I'm sure that will be a point of emphasis for the Stars team going into this Thursday matchup, which we're going to talk about in just a second after a quick break after we hear from some of our sponsors. And closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, going to send you on your way with a quick preview of tonight's matchup between the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators taking place at Bridgestone Arena in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. The Stars get no rest. Uh, They literally, at the time of recording this, are probably boarding the plane or maybe the plane has already taken off to Nashville uh, post game, uh, so they can get ready for their game tomorrow and have time at Morning Skate. Get prepared like a normal game day. Uh, the Predators, 62 points on the season, are 5-4-1 in their last 10 games. They are reeling a little bit. I remember at the All-Star break uh, talking about power rankings and talking about how the Predators are having a great season, despite many people not really predicting them to be where they were at. I think they were second uh, in the division. They were for sure in a top-three spot. I think they were second in the division, only behind Colorado uh, in the Central. And, you know, myself and I think others were like, wow, this is an incredible season. You know, UC Soros, Having a great season between the Pipes, Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi, Duchesne and company having a great season offensively, uh, scoring the puck, actually playing pretty good defense at times as well. But uh, I mean, not a complete collapse, but they do seem to be reeling quite a little bit uh in a weird spot now out of the top three in the division, currently holding that top wild card spot in the West, with Edmonton 59 points, Anaheim with 59 points, and of course the Dallas Stars with 58 right on their tail. Uh, it's not that, you know far of a race right now for even the top wildcard spot. I mean, of course, the Stars will take any playoff positioning they can get, likely the second wildcard spot. But, I mean, it's not out of reach that they could get to that first wild card spot uh, if they're able to win some games and if some other teams are able to lose some games. Uh, that Los Angeles-Arizona game now tied at two. Uh, So, you know, the Coyotes looking to give another playoff contender some trouble like they did the Dallas Stars. So I guess that's a little bit encouraging there. Uh, By the time you're hearing this, that game will have already ended and only time will tell how that one wraps up. But, uh, you know, this this game is going to be a very, very crucial game for both these teams. That said, with the point situation, Uh, the Predators last game was on Tuesday. It was a road win over the florida panthers which is a very impressive road win a very impressive win in general gonna look very good on the end of season resume uh, because it's hard to go into sunrise florida and beat the panthers the stars know that firsthand a little bit easier to beat them at home but hard to beat them on the road but the predators did just that and this will be the last uh tune up if you will indoor tune up for the Nashville predators as their next game after this one will be on saturday against the tampa bay lightning and the Navy Federal Credit Union Stadium Series game uh, in which the Nashville Predators will be sporting some abysmal jerseys. I don't just say that because they're the rivals of the Dallas Stars. They're just not good-looking jerseys. Uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning jerseys for that game, Eh, they're okay. They're better than Nashville's, but nothing great either. But they're certainly not as atrocious as the Predators' jerseys. Uh, definitely not my cup of tea. But I think that 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 adds a, an interesting, you know, predicament angle to this game. Maybe the Predators are looking forward to that. Maybe a little bit too much. Maybe they're looking ahead, excited to be playing outside, uh, where the Tennessee Titans play football. You know, playing. You know, they've played outside before uh, here in Texas and lost to the Dallas Stars in the Winter Classic. But now they get home ice advantage. Uh, with their fans crowding the stadium. And maybe they're, you know, I I don't imagine this is the case because these are professional athletes uh, who are very good at focusing on the moment most times. But uh, I, I think that that's something that could, you know, play a role in this game. Maybe the Predators are excited for Saturday's matchup with the Lightning. And maybe they, you know, lose a little bit of focus and the Stars are able to come in and catch them sleeping, catch them off guard, and maybe come out of this game with two points and get a big win. On the road, special teams are going to play a big role for both teams. The Predators currently at the time of recording this have the eighth overall power play in the league. The Dallas Stars, like I said earlier, have the ninth. So uh, this is, again, a game where the Stars need to get things rolling on the special teams because it's not a guarantee that the Nashville Predators are going to be cold on the power play like the Stars have been as of late. So if there was ever a time for, like I said, the power play to get restarted and kind of get a kickstart, it would be this game against the Preds. I imagine we'll see UC Soros between the pipes for the for the Predators. Uh, I imagine he'll probably also play Saturday as well, but a day worth of rest there uh, for Friday. So I imagine we'll see him. Don't know who we're going to see in the net for the stars. Uh, Jake Ottinger played really great on Wednesday night. Will he get the back to back playing time like we saw with Brayden Holtzby on that previous stars road trip uh, whenever they were playing Eastern Conference opponents or Will Braden Holtzby get the start there? uh, And you play Jake Ottinger. You save him for Sunday's afternoons matchup with the Buffalo Sabres. It's going to be very interesting. I'm confident if Ottinger gets the start, even though he'll probably be a little bit sore, a little bit tired. But he's the hot hand right now. So it wouldn't surprise me if bonus feeds the hot hand. But also, you do have a fresh goalie in Braden Holtzby, who's had a good year. His last outing certainly not one to write home about a 4-0 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. So that's certainly going to be something to be on the lookout for throughout the day. As morning skate unfolds and as you know the game, as puck drop approaches in this game overall, though, for this game, give me the Dallas Stars in a close one, potentially another overtime game. Uh, I think three to two is a good score there, similar uh, to last night's game against the Jets. Give me a Dallas Stars three to two win with a Joe Pavelski first goal. That is my prediction for tonight's matchup, but that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first. Listen of the day, and I'll go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Uh, Those guys, they post every single day. They make shows every single day, Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, giving you all the insight that you need to be the best player in your fantasy league. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts at, just like the Locked on Stars podcast. And if you do not already subscribe to or follow the Locked on Stars podcast, I encourage you to do so. It just takes a quick second, and it helps the show out a ton. Uh, You can find us wherever you get your podcast at and on YouTube as well. We are on YouTube, uh, over 150 subscribers. So thank you guys for that. I love to see that number continue to climb because that means uh, the little family that we have here is continuing to grow as well here at Locked on Stars. But be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be breaking down the Stars-Predators matchup. You're not going to want to miss it, and we will get you sent on your way properly for the weekend. We'll see you tomorrow, Stars fans. Have a great Thursday.